Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Man, it seems like it's kind of a crazy time in the real estate industry in central Indiana. Let's get to the bottom of it. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Abdul's in for Casey today. And let's go to the WIBC hotline. Let's find out what's going on with real estate here in central Indiana because it kind of seems like it's all over the map. We talk with our good friend, the great Mark Deedle joins us now. Mark Deedle, hello. Hey, Rob, how are you doing today? I'm just great. And before we get into this, obviously, everybody knows who listens to this show, but want to put it out there. Uh, You indeed do advertise on the Kendall and Casey show, but you're also an expert realtor in central Indiana. So I thought you'd be the perfect guy to help us get to the bottom of it. It seems like it's kind of weird right now. Interest rates obviously on the rise, but it seems like prices are still getting near record levels. Am I wrong with that observation? No, you're exactly right with that observation. And you said something on the intro that's really accurate, and I have a lot of other um, people that are in this business with me to say the same thing. And the business right now is a little bit all over the place. Uh, In other words, you can have a situation with a home um, being very active related as far as going on the market, having interest, and then you could have another home that the assumption might be the same and maybe it's not getting the activity that you expect. So it is a little bit just all over the place right now. So why is that, Mark? By the way, Mark Deedle, our guest, great realtor here in central Indiana. We're talking about kind of the, the just unpredictable real estate market right now. Why is that? Because normally as interest rates go up, prices tend to come down. That, As we just said, doesn't seem to be happening right now. What's behind this? Well, um, as far as that particular scenario, the basics, as far as, you know, you've heard me talk in, in, in the past about supply and demand. We have supply that has gone down, and we've been suffering that for a while now in our industry. But then again, at the same time, with the interest rates going up really more so than we expected this year, especially in Q3 and Q4 of this year, that's reduced demand. But both of them dropping together has created a situation where actually values, if you look at our new October numbers that have just came out through our local multiple listing service, actually the medium sales price for homes in October of this year are slightly higher than they were last year. So it's really kind of, it's it's affected both sides of that uh, economic model when we talk about supply and demand. And as supply continues to be really low, demand has gone down because of the higher interest rates and combined it's created a situation where really from a price standpoint for a value standpoint it's good for sellers still but buyers at the same time who have had rates go up and have found their purchasing power to go down they're still struggling somewhat as far as making that payment or making that payment work and therefore again like i said uh, the demand's gotten lower as well. How much does location play into it? And obviously, you sell homes, Mark, all across central Indiana. Is there a big difference based on exactly where you're at? Or is it, hey, this is everywhere across central Indiana? Well, I think right now we are fortunate to be operating in a market like uh, central Indiana, Indianapolis, the metro area. Um, if you look at it, if you drill down closely, um, from a standpoint of right here in the metro area, where I'm seeing inventory sit the longest on the market, and actually you hear us talk about the number of months of inventory on hand, some of the highest number of months of inventory on hand and the most 
inventory sitting on the market actually is right there in center township. So we're seeing a little bit of that situation where, um, again, with the work from home, the offices um, changing dynamics uh, kind of in our inner city core, that's created a scenario where you've had um, the younger buyers, let's say, I call them younger based on my age, uh, is really looking at um, kind of those donut townships and donut counties and that's created a scenario where from a demand standpoint it's still strong in those surrounding surrounding counties right here around indianapolis uh, mark deedles our guest we're talking about real estate market in central indiana right now um you can find by the way at mark mark the website where you can learn more about mark i saw heard something the other day mark and it kind of it kind of put put me uh, off and i couldn't believe it and then i thought it through and i thought well given the growth of central indiana this is probably true Terre Haute is now the 15th largest city in the state of Indiana. And there was a point where I said, there's no way that's right. And then I thought, that is probably because the suburbs, the donut counties that surround Marion County, have grown so much that places like Carmel and Westfield and Noblesville and all these other places are quickly bypassing. And it shows how much that these uh, donut counties really are growing in terms of people wanting to build and buy. Oh, you're absolutely right from a standpoint of what we just talked about on the donut communities. It just makes a big difference as it relates to that. You know, the 30-year-olds maybe have put off a little bit as far as uh, having families and seeing more and more. uh, Well, actually, I'm thankful because we're expecting our eighth grandchild, so that's exciting. And my kids are in that range. Boy, you've got – wait, 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 Mark. you got eight grandkids and you're 51 years old. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I'm a I'm an old 51. How's that? Um, so anyway, but yeah, I, I mean, again, it's that demand, the surrounding area, you know, right here in Metro Indy, Central Indiana. Uh, that's a very strong dynamic uh, as it relates to the real estate market. So um, it doesn't surprise me uh, what you just said on, on Terre Haute, because again, with the growth of the Central Indiana market. So I would assume that the the upside of this is if you're a person who, for whatever reason, your job doesn't require it, et cetera, maybe you got family members outside of Central Indiana area. If you're a person that's willing to live a little bit outside of Central Indiana, you can probably get some decent decent deals, at least relative to what other people are paying. Yes, absolutely. And what's interesting, we're still seeing a pretty good uh, migration into central Indiana from out of the state. So not not just from a standpoint of of looking around and, you know, maybe, like you said, being an hour, hour and a half away of this central Indiana or, you know, the Indianapolis market, but also people coming in and actually viewing uh, the state, more places in the state, being a nice place to uh, settle down, work from home or um, even from a t- retirement standpoint. We're talking about the real estate industry here in central Indiana with Mark Deedle. Find him at markdeedle.com. All right, Mark, uh, before we let you go, I want you to walk us through the perspective because you have you obviously represent both buyers and sellers and kind of give us the strategy for both. Let's start with a buyer right now. If you're a buyer, what should kind of your strategy be if you're thinking about buying a home? Well, number one right now, don't be afraid to talk to your agent about looking at days on market on properties that are um, actually actively listed, because that's going to give you some uh, a strategy. A seller on the market right now, and if they've been on the market for a little while, 20, 30 plus days, they're motivated to sell right now, and that's why they're on the market. So that's number one. Number two, right now, just re- I mean, I just read this morning, rates have actually ticked back, actually lowered pretty significantly just in the last, I mean, the last Thursday, Friday, with the Fed coming out with no rate hike. And there are also uh, some employment numbers, which showing unemployment up slightly. That's going to create a better scenario for rates. So make sure you're shopping rates 
on almost a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. So that's number one. And then number two, find out if there are sellers that are on the market that's willing to pay down or willing to offer something called a 2-1 buy-down. That allows sellers to pay for additional costs for buyers to actually lower their interest rate by up to two full percentage points the first year. And then the second year, it's 1% lower. And then from the third, it goes back to the number that they happen to be approved um, about today. I said a lot right there. That 2-1 buy-down is actually good for sellers and buyers. And I could talk more about that in the future if you'd like to. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we always give out the website as well, markdeedle.com. All right, Mark, let's flip it real quick. If you're on the seller side of things, what should your strategy be? Be in the mindset right now that the buyers have choices and they're looking at ready to move in homes. There's just not a lot of buyers out there right now looking for homes that they got to go in and they got to spend any type of um, amount of time, money or time on improvements and be competitively priced. When we look at a home and we look at evaluation, we give our sellers a range. And within that range, based on the different uh, conditions of those homes that we're looking at in that range, really is how we help sellers set their list price. But with the absorption rate, the number of months of inventory going up, you don't want to look down the road and be too aggressive on the list price. So I'm always encouraging all of our sellers right now, let's be realistic on the list price and let's go out there and kind of hit a home run right when we go on the market. As soon as you start sitting on there for 15, 20 days, it's starting to become a disadvantage for you as it relates to getting your home looked at and buyers looking at your home. You can find him at markdeedle.com. The great Mark Deedle, you're the best. Thank you, my friend. Thanks so much, Rod. Have a great day. 93 WIBC, it's Kendall and Casey Show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Joe Biden's got a big problem with Israel, and it's with his base. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Abdul is in for Casey today. Kev's here. So Bernie Sanders was uh, doing the weekend talk show circuit, as he often does, and he got pressed. And look, credit where credit is due. He went on uh cnn of all places and he got really pressed over biden's stance on israel and the reaction to that from some of the more left wing of his party and abdul biden's in a real box here because there's a whole bunch of people that are that make up the democrat base who believe israel is the bad guy and it's interesting because I've been uh, kind of watching it and sort of following this uh, since October 7th, since the uh, invasion uh, of Israel uh, by Hamas. And it's been interesting to sort of watch the sort of the sort of the far left, far left, the crazy far left reaction to all this, uh, because it's, uh, there's a PSA running around right now uh, that I posted on my social media page at ATTY Abdul. Uh, it's, a, it's a dad who's got his son in the car yeah. and they're by a synagogue. And he says, I can't believe you wrote Hitler was right. Go tell that to those folks coming out of the synagogue, in a nutshell. Now, granted, now some sort of apologize as they go back to back to normal, but it was like, you know, it was the sort of sort of the sort of this anti Semitism that's popped up even more so uh as of as of late. 
and I think I think what part of it is too, uh, for particularly for for younger folks and more extreme part, is they have no functioning living memory yeah. of. Yeah. the Holocaust. You're right. It, it, it's kind of like it's, it's sort of like it's something you read about. It's kind of like Pearl Harbor. You sort of read about it in history books, yeah. but but your grand your grandparents may have experienced it, or your parents may have known about it, but there's no there's no history to keep that in 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 perspective. And a big part of Biden's and we're seeing. I mean, his popularity is just cratering. And a big part of it is, and we saw that poll. We talked about it last week that came out where only 75 percent of Democrats say they would vote for Biden. Is that it's a lot of people that make up that radical left base that are out because of issues like this. And so Bernie Sanders went on CNN over the weekend, and I'll tell you what, I give him credit. They pushed him on this, and. Um, they started with uh, Rashida Tlaib, who's a member of the squad, um, called what Israel is doing in Palestine the response to Hamas's attack. She essentially called it genocide. And Bernie Sanders is caught between a rock and a hard place because those are his people. And he refuses to condemn, not like refuses to condemn Rashida Tlaib, but also then somehow blames Netanyahu. No, words matter, but what matters more, Dana, is you have a horrible humanitarian disaster that has to be dealt with right now. You call it whatever you want to call it. It has to be dealt with. Women and children cannot be bombed with 2,000-pound bombs. And we need the entire world So when world she says to, from the to river to the sea, when she says from the river to the sea, which the ADL says is anti-Semitic, she says it's aspirational, but the ADL says it is anti-Semitic, do you want her to stop using terms like that? And others, and others. You know, it's not what I want and anything else. This is what you got. President Obama just said the other day, I think, quite correctly, and we all got to deal with it. This enormously complex issue. And slogans like the river to the sea, if if that means the destruction of Israel, that's not going to work. People who are saying Israel, right or wrong, we're for you all the way, that's not going to work. This is a horrendously complex issue. You got a right-wing government in Israel, which is racist. And the people, by the way, the good news is, last poll I saw, only 18% of the people of Israel want Netanyahu to stay in office. I hope they get rid of him. I hope they put in a government which understands the severity of the crisis and can help us move to the two-tier state. Senator, And on the other hand, in terms of Hamas, you've got a terrorist organization that cannot be trusted for a minute. This is, as President Obama said, a very complex issue. The, the major issue here is he's so far outside where the majority of Americans are at. I mean, the oh, poll after poll says the majority of Americans are overwhelmingly with Israel, including big portions of the Democrat Party. The problem is you got people like Bernie Sanders and uh, Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and the rest of these people who are the loudest people who are not with Israel and are out there on the talk shows representing the Democrat Party. I think there is a <clears throat> there is a, uh, a a very valid criticism to be lobbied uh, at Netanyahu over where was where was Israeli intelligence? How could these people basically build and plan all this stuff over a two-year period window and nobody in Israeli intelligence like, hey, what are they... I, I agree, but that's not what he's mad about. Yeah, he's yeah. mad about not so, yeah, Netanyahu's so, so, existence. So from that perspective, Netanyahu, yes, uh, to blame, hard, partially responsible, whether, you, whether you're in charge or not. To, to say the Israelis are, are racist, like, really? Seriously? You got to be freaking kidding me. All right. So more from Bernie Sanders. So he will not come off. Um, he, he, 
he saw and he knows because Bernie Sanders is a dangerous person. His views, his worldview is dangerous, but he's not stupid. And he knows that he's between a rock and a hard place here. And so listen to this clip. He refuses to say whether Israel is committing genocide. And then, Abdul, somehow it's Trump and the Republicans' fault. That last screen said Joe Biden supported the genocide of the Palestinian people. I know you know the definition of genocide. It is defined as a crime committed with intent to destroy a national, ethnic, racial or religious group. Do you think that's what Israel is doing here? What's going on right now is a horror show. We don't have to quibble about words. Thousands of men, women and children are being killed. It has got to end right now. And one of the things that concerns me, Donna, is there has not been enough talk about what right-wing Republicans are doing right now. They don't want any aid to go to the Palestinians. Somebody should be talking about that. Somebody should be talking about how Trump wants to expel Palestinians from this country. That's such a, like, it's just such a pathetic flex because Trump is not the president. Trump doesn't have any power over anyone. You guys, the Democrats, have two-thirds of the government. You got the presidency and the Senate. What are you going to do about it? And it's just this default. It's like the Hogshead ads against Shreve tying him to Trump in January 6th. My, my thing is, like, just stick with the issue at hand. Like, all this all this, all this, this other stuff is just a distraction. And, 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 it, and it feeds into folks like you who say, like, you know what? These guys are flexing. Like, yes, there may be issues down the road, but that's not the issue today. Yeah. One more clip from Bernie Sanders, and this is my favorite part. So, he, you know, does this long interview with CNN, and it's all the typical Bernie Sanders stuff, the finger wag, wagging and gum flapping. And then at the very end, he finally admits, and this is the most left Democrat thing ever, he admits he has absolutely no answer on what to do, and he won't offer a solution. How should his Israel uh, destroy Hamas post-attack on these innocent civilians in Israel without uh, hurting, killing innocent men, women, and children when Hamas is hiding behind them and putting them in danger? How does that work? Well, that is that is exactly the right question to be asked the military experts, of which I am not one. <laughs> yeah, it's those guys. I'm gonna come out here and tell you everything the other side's doing wrong. But when I ask you what should they do, oh, it's those guys. I'm I'm not an expert. I don't know. <laughs> tell me about the rabbits, George. What <laughs> what one more clip before I go? So, Freed Zakaria, um, he's been on TV for years and and uh, worked with CNN and other places. Um, he he took it straight to Hamas, and I thought he did a phenomenal job uh, being on a left network, but he's telling the truth about Hamas. It is Hamas who has been the opposition in the two-state solution. Look at the successor to the PLO is the Palestinian Authority. Okay. Right. They have maintained relations with yes. Israel, recognized Israel, want a two-state solution. Who has been opposed to all that? It is Hamas. Hamas, is, right? So when if you say you want a two-state solution... And then you're saying anything praising Hamas. It seems to me you're contradicting yourself. Hamas is the single biggest opponent of the two-state solution around right now. And they're they're opposing it violently. But what do you do about Yeah, so he was on with Bill Maher there. And, and look, Abdul, you've got main, or quote, mainstream liberals like, like him. And when you've got them saying this, it makes the Bernie Sanders and Tlaibs and Ilhan Omars just look so irrational and outside the mainstream. And I think it's hurting Biden because people are tying him to these people. I would, I, w- I will take the opinions of people who've actually been there, lived there, over people who live in Minnesota. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Voicemails coming up next. Abdul's it for Casey Kennel, Casey Show, ninety-three WIBC. 
It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. We just done with Rupert Holmes. Did you just make that choice? Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking since Casey's out this week. Maybe, I'd, like, I'd like for the Rupert Holmes to come back. Yeah, I might be able to slip that into the rotation. I mean, you're basically going to have the entire month of December to do whatever you want because I'm not going to be here. So if you could just placate me. I mean, I know it's yeah. just half my show, and I've only worked here for seven years. But if you could just placate me for the Rupert Holmes for the month of November, that'd be great. Yeah, Thank I might you. have to be a courteous producer. Thank you very much. Request. Appreciate that. That is the Kendall and Casey show. He sure uh, has come a long way from a guy who used to shove, uh, vacuum the floor at WYRZ Radio. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> that was a uh, man. I've been an elected. I've been everywhere, man. I've been an elected <laughs> official, a broadcaster, a business owner. I've done it all. All right. Uh, 317-684-8444 is the phone number. 317-684-8444, your phone calls. And so last week we got into a conversation, as we do every so often, about the Bitcoin. And my take on the Bitcoin, Abdul, is nobody knows anything about the Bitcoin. There's like 10 people on earth who understand the Bitcoin. And the reason the stuff goes up and down and people lose all sorts of money and then you might make a little bit of it back or whatever is because nobody knows anything about it or at least not the way you should know about it. And that's a, again, consult your trained investment professional before making any investments. But at least to me, that's not the best way to manage your long-term financial security. I, my, my thing is like this. And not that I'm necessarily, I got to have like no money in my hand, so the cash, so to speak. But <clears throat> I look at Bitcoin the way I look at Federation credits. Yeah. Like, okay, what exactly are we dealing with yeah, here? Yeah, and there's a good or, chance. Cause or, again, or Dutch tulips. Look, I have I have listened to, I mean, I remember this was years ago, Hammer and Nigel had a, a quote, expert on about this, and they did like a, almost an hour with him, I think. And I'm listening to this going, I have attentively listened to this. I'm a person who is pretty good with money. I understand the financial system to a certain degree, and I have no idea what this guy is saying. And I think that's why you see just the huge fluctuations. People don't people don't get it. Maybe there is a way to get it. Maybe there's not. I don't know. Anyway, somebody called about that. Hey, guys. Michael from Cobble. I'm listening to Rob's rant about Bitcoin, and he's dead on. Warren Buffett, well, I'm a finance major, first of all, but I invested in Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. One of the things Warren Buffett said at one of the annual meetings was he does not invest in anything he does not understand. So he was very late getting into the computers and the Internet because he didn't understand it. But the share I bought for $25,000 in 1988 is worth $500,000 today. So that's a pretty good return on investment. And like I said, Warren Buffett's comment was do not invest in anything you do not understand. I, I just think that's great advice. It's like if you're invested in Walmart, again, consult your trained tax professional or uh, uh, investment professional. But it's like, you know what Walmart does. You know what McDonald's does. You know what Berkshire Hathaway in this case. You know what they do, and you know it's a pretty easy way to judge if they're doing it well. I have no idea what Bitcoin does or how it operates and let's be honest if you're being honest neither do you probably here's my thing if you can't explain it to me in 15 minutes or on one sheet of paper yeah good luck yeah tim durham Uh, (laughs) if you can't explain it to me 
in basically in, in an escalator ride or an elevator ride, yeah. then we need to talk. Yeah. All right. So we got a um, we got a phone call last week about somebody who voted, or maybe it was his son who voted. I can't remember, but they voted with an expired driver's license, and I was under the impression that you had to have a valid driver's license in order to vote. But we got multiple calls from people saying that that's not true. Hey, uh, Kendall and Kathy, just FYI, you can vote with an expired driver's license. The expiration date has to be sometime after the date of the last general election, which in this case would be November 8th, 2022. That is courtesy of the Secretary of State website. I didn't know that. I know that... um I didn't know that. I thought you had to have a valid driver's license in order to be able to vote. But apparently, I mean, I got multiple calls about this from people. And if it's on the Secretary of State's website, I mean, not that Diego wouldn't properly be updating his <laughs> website. I don't know if you want to cite Diego Morales as an election expert on anything uh, right now. Not, not with me and Rob right here. Let's, let's put it that way. Um, I want to say... Um, Give me a second to check. Okay, you get back to us on that because I was I was always told, at least in the things that I've been to, they had to have a, a valid driver's license. But maybe that means it's valid if it's still expired. Maybe it's valid. I mean, look, you're, the bottom line is you're really looking. Does the person in the in the ID does the does the person match the person in front of you? I mean, that's what you're looking for, right? Now I know uh, you can vote. Uh, if you if you if you don't have your ID, you can still vote, but you've got basically you can cast what's called a provisional ballot. So let's say you forgot your ID, you know, at home or you know in, in your purse or at the gym or whatever, you can still vote, but you basically got ten days to follow up with the county election board. Like, hey, here's my legitimate ID. Um, let me. Yeah, ah. you get on that. Hey, and by the way, somebody who I really trust and admire sent me this, and this is so true. And I'm just going to read it, not name the person. As you know, even if you're 70 years old, you have to have a valid driver's license in order to buy alcohol in a bar, but not to be able to vote. I mean, come on, right? That's why I thought there's no way. The, uh, don't, uh, they, don't they scan the drivers? Like, where I go vote, uh, you got to scan the driver's license. When they, uh, here when it is. Uh, display of an ex- display an expiration date can either be current or have expired sometime after the date of the last general election, and this was November 8, 2022. An ID issued by the U.S. Department of Defense, a branch of Uniformed Services, Merchant Marine, or Departments of Veterans Affairs, or Native American Indian Tribe, or, 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 or tribe recognized by the U.S. government is not required to have an expiration date or may state That's that the, yeah, or say my document has an, in, an indefinite expiration date. So, okay, so you could, as long as your driver's license expired after whatever last year's election was, let's just say it was November 8th. I don't know if that's right or not. November 9th, if your driver's license expired, it's valid. However, effective after election day tomorrow, then it's got to be expired after tomorrow. So that other one wouldn't work anymore. Exactly. That's crazy. Um, Yes and no. Uh, see, my thing about the, uh, I'm all for the photo ID. I think we should expand it. Uh, so it's more than just types of, you know, government issue and got to be an expiration date because to me, you're, you're always who you are. Yeah. Well, that's the goal. That's the goal of the whole yeah. thing. Right. All right. Okay. Uh, real quick. And then we'll get to a break, but somebody was just very frustrated. And sometimes this show is just a great catharsis to let people let their emotions <laughs> out. We can, we call this the community service portion of the program. You know, what really irritates me is that the world just doesn't seem to learn its lesson. And in fact, it seems to just repeat everything, every horrible thing that we do. Like after 
the truth and all the facts came out about the Holocaust 80 years ago, the, you know, the world cried out, never again. You know, humanity should have been better than this. But um, apparently we're not better. Apparently uh, never again has turned into, and eh, maybe just one more time. Eh, maybe just one more time we'll kill off the Jews. Because it seems like you, know, you see all across the world – the rise of anti-Semitism again from the left, saying, oh, let's burn the Jews, let's gas the Jews. I mean, it's sickening. It's pathetic. Humanity is, I guess humanity is not better. Humanity is, is becoming worse again. So, you know, forget Trump winning in 2024. Forget Biden winning in 2024. Let's go for an asteroid winning in 2024, because I think humanity is about done. I'm sick of it. Oh, we helped him with whatever he was going through that day. Sometimes we just like to do that, Abdul. Wow. Okay. Just we just I felt that guy needed that. He needed that release, and we did it for him. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're, we're, as we go to break, we're going to solicit caller number nine three one seven two three nine ninety three ninety three. 317-239-9393. Hammer's going to join us, and caller number nine is going to get an attack ad. Election day is tomorrow. And so Hammer is going to write an attack ad about you if you'd like to have your life in an attack ad with Jason Allen Hammer. We'll do it next. 317-239-9393. It's Kendall and Casey Show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's my turn to talk. Whoops. <laughs> 93 WIBC. It's the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob, just living in my own little world. I thought you were going to sleep there for a minute. Well, I was thinking about something. Uh, maybe I'll have time to fill you in on it here in just a minute. But um, uh, Casey's not here. Abdul is here for, for Casey today. Hammer's here. Hello. So one of the things that I like to do is to do impromptu attack ads on the fly. Yeah. I think I have a gift for this. But today we're going to do something a little different. Yeah. I'm going to flip the script. We're going to make today a pro ad. Oh. Like we're in favor of somebody. Oh, we're not doing an attack ad. It's going to be the total opposite. Oh, well, I sold it as you being mean to people. I hope that doesn't ruin this guy's day. Well, let's find out. Jeremy was caller at number nine. Jeremy, how are you? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, good. So you understand what's about to happen here. Rob, myself, maybe Abdul, we're going to ask you some questions. We're going to get some information. And then on the fly, we're going to produce a political ad for you. And this time it's going to be a positive one. Is that okay? Sounds good. All right. So, Jeremy, where do you live? Where are you from? I'm from Minneapolis, grew up in Brownsburg, I live in Brazil. Oh wow! Okay. Hey, Jeremy, does the Brazil have the still have the KFC with the buffet? <laughs> no, they just put a KFC there like six months ago. Oh, it's terrible because there used to be a great public golf course there, Forest Park, I think was the name of it. And then yes. uh, there's a we used to go play golf there and then go eat at the buffet there at the KFC. That's too bad. Sorry. Go ahead, Amber. Oh, oh, good. This is good information. Um, what do you do for a living, Jeremy? Uh, dock worker. Okay, like it, like it. Um, when was the last time you got into a fight, Jeremy? Oh, God. Uh, high school. Okay, and did you punch the guy in the face? Right in the chin. 
Okay, I like this. Hey, Jeremy, a uh, quick question. This might help, Hammer. Why Why did you get the hell out of Brownsburg? Uh, I made your mom cry one time. True story. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those who don't know, no, my my mother no, was a, no. was an English teacher at the high school. I think that's what he was she talking was about. Fr- she was my freshman English teacher. Oh. <laughs> Uh, are you a married man, Jeremy, or are you a yeah. bachelor, or what are we talking here? Married. Okay. How long have you been married? Uh, Ten years. All right. Is this the uh, the only marriage you've been a part of? Yes. Okay. Um, how many beers have you drank in one setting? What's the record for you, Jeremy? Fourteen. Fourteen? I got a question for him. Okay, Jeremy, here's a question, Septuil. Have you ever eaten anybody's puppies? No. No. Okay. What? We're writing a positive ad about the guy? That's what you came up with? He said he hasn't. Um, Have you ever been arrested, Jeremy? Yes. Okay, and... Misdemeanor or felony? Uh, Misdemeanor, public intoxication. (laughs) For the 14 beers? For the 14 beers. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been nude in public, Jeremy? No. Well, would you remember if you were nude in public? Right, right. Um... I think I've got all that I need. Rob, right. do you have any other questions? No, no, it's uh, that's uh, that's fabulous, and I love that he got the hell out of Brownsburg. I hope to do the same someday. Abdul, do you have any other questions? Uh, just a quick follow-up. Uh, have, you, have you ever eaten anybody's kittens? No. Okay. Got it. Okay, I think we got enough here. So, Jeremy, I'm just going to assume that you're running for the mayor of Indianapolis, okay? And this gotcha. ad will be based upon that. So let's go ahead and okay. turn Jeremy down, Kevin. And if you wouldn't mind, please hit the music. (laughs) In a world where you can't put a lot of faith in anyone, there's one man that has your back. Uh There's one blue-collar, dock-working man (laughs) that lives in Indianapolis and can drink 14 beers in a row. His name is Jeremy. (laughs) Jeremy will take on the property tax issue. He will punch property taxes in the chin like he did that redneck in high school. And sure, he may have made Rob Kendall's mother cry. But let's be honest. Anytime pain happens to the Kendall family, it's a good thing, isn't it? He may have been a little rowdy when he was younger, but this just goes to show he's not going to put up with any crap from the very liberal Democrat City County Council. If he has to punch someone in the chin or run outside from the police, fearing public intox, he will do what's best for the city of Indianapolis. And if you put Jeremy in the mayor's seat... You can almost guarantee a KFC buffet is coming to Brazil, Indiana. (laughs) He left Brownsburg. He was upset about no KFC buffet. And he's the man you need to fix all the problems in Indianapolis. He won't eat your puppies. He won't eat your kittens. But he'll drink the hell out of your beer. Vote Jeremy tomorrow for the mayor of Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah! Oh, you forgot the disclaimer. Paid for by Citizens for Jeremy. (laughs) All right, let's bring it back up. Jeremy, does that work for you? Love it. Love it. 
There we go. It was wonderful. Jeremy, you've been a great sport. And uh, on behalf of my entire family, we totally forgive you. <laughs> Tell your mama said hi. Uh, I will do. Boy, if I had a dollar for every time I said, said that. that. <laughs> Abdul and I over here high-fiving. <laughs> uh, that was good. It was, a, it was a, getting outside of your comfort zone a little bit there. Right. I Normally, like that. I'm negative campaign guy. Yeah, I like that. I don't think I have the uplifting positive voice to pull off a positive one, but I could write these things like a boss. Hey, I, I'm thinking about tying myself to a tree. What do you think? Why? Well, I was lied to by my government. Okay. So, remember the little tussle we had with the school corporation earlier this year where they bought the houses on my street and didn't tell anybody and then they built the road and the people's or in the process of building the road in the people's backyard and they were going to try to build a roundabout to dump all their traffic onto my street i recall that and then yes. they were essentially told directly by the planning commission that's not going to fly so they backed out of it yes well now according to a source that we both know and very highly respect turns out they're going to demolish those two homes first to next year and why would you be demolishing homes if you had no intention of building that roundabout spending that traffic onto my street now i want to make sure you're sitting down for this yeah. okay yeah it sounds like, mm-hmm. and this is a hot take. Yeah, there may be some corruption in Brownsburg. What are you implying that the Brownsburg Community School Corporation <laughs> might be run by a bunch of pathological liars who regularly manipulate the system to get their way? Did you ever get an update on your Hall of Fame? No uh, bid. Well, now the the, the nominations were due October first, right? So. And I turned one in. No, oh, many people did. Yeah, and I filled the whole damn ballot out because I had to text you to get some information. So here's so here's what I'm thinking though. I'm thinking the day if I, I got enough heads up here, maybe I'm gonna tie myself to a tree in order to try to save those homes. Do it. Should we do that? The Beastie Boys once said, "You gotta fight for your right." For all things in Brownsburg. Yeah, and as usual, i got to do all the work for other people who won't stand up for themselves. <laughs> What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, it is election eve, so don't forget, kids, put out your stockings tonight. Joe Hawks will drop some booze off for you in the morning. <laughs> we'll get you ready to go. Oh, Tony Kennett joins us next. he got a big show starting tonight. We'll talk about the election around a whole bunch more. It's Kennel Casey Show, 93 WIBC.